Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's the Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Hey everybody, welcome back to a Late Show. Joining me tonight is a legend who has written over 3,000 songs, won 10 Grammy Awards, and has a new book called... Dolly Parton, song teller. Please welcome the one, the only, Dolly Parton. Dolly, thanks so much for being here. Well, thank you. I have missed you. I'm so happy to see you again. I have missed you, too. You know, the last time we were together, we sang and everything. I was about as nervous as I've ever been with a guest, but also about how the most fun I've ever had with a guest. So I'm glad you gave me another shot, because I was afraid I blew it last time. No, no, no. I thought you did a real good job. Everybody talked about it. They still talk about it. And when I said I was going to be on your show, they said, oh, great, we love him. Are you going to sing? I said, I don't know. No telling what we might do tonight. <laughs> that's, that's, that's excellent. Um, well, you've got the new book here, as I said. It's Song Teller. Why not songwriter or storyteller? What's song teller mean to you? Well, when we were trying to name the book, I was going to be talking about songs that I had written, and I really think of myself as a song teller, because I write songs, but I tell stories in my song, and uh, in my songs, so that just popped in my mind, song teller. I thought, well, that's a good name for my coffee table books. It has about 170 some odd songs of mine, and I tell stories about why I wrote them, what kind of frame of mind I was in, what was going on in my life at the time. Showed a lot of old pictures that a lot of people hadn't seen from my childhood and growing up in the business. So um, I just thought, since I tell stories in my songs, that that would be the perfect title. Now, when did when did it... Um... When did it strike you that as, as great as a performer as you are, a player and a singer, that really your love was the writing and the storytelling and that you could do this for other people? Well, I've, I've known that my whole life. I, I love to sing, and I certainly love to sing the songs I do write, and I love to perform. I love my fans. But there's just something about writing songs. It's just kind of like my personal time with God. You know, I don't need anything other than just me and whatever instrument I'm using at the time. It's my quiet time. I just go into that little zone, and I just feel like I can express myself in ways that I don't need a doctor for. I don't have to have therapy. I can just kind of sing it all out, write it all out. And uh, I can write for other people too, like you said, because I see things happen to other people and I think they don't know how to express how they feel. So they're depressed or they're sad. So I write songs for them as well. Now, uh, besides writing your own hits, um, I understand that, was it Emmy Lou Harris that you first wrote a song that someone else recorded of yours? <laughs> Well, actually, there's a story about that. Emmylou had a number one song on a song I wrote called To Daddy. And it was back during the time that I was working, still working with uh, the Porter Wagoner show, a man that had given me my first big break. Sure, and he I used had to his watch. own syndicated show. And so um, I had recorded a whole album, and uh, we were thinking about putting To Daddy 
out as a single for me. And so Emily came to the studio, just Porter wanted her to come down, listen to what we were doing. And so she turned to me and said, oh, Dolly, you have to let me record to Daddy because I'm needing a really good song. And I said, she said, can I have that one? I said, well, I think we were going to be putting that out as a single. And Porter said, yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, oh, please let me have the song. So I gave her the song. And Porter got so mad at me. That's one of the biggest fights we ever had. But that's when I really knew for sure that I was sincere as a songwriter and that it meant more to me to have someone sing a song that I had written than it was for me to have a record out on that song or any song. Is, is that is it? Is there a sort of a special feeling, or do you get this feeling ever when you've written something and you think you're going to record it, or maybe you have recorded it, and you hear somebody else do a version of it, and you go, oh, they got every part of that ball. Like, they, they hit that in a way that I didn't expect, and they made it beautiful in a way that I didn't, I didn't anticipate. Well, that's a good question, and I'm glad you asked that one because there's a perfect example of that. I'm always happy when anybody does any song that I've written, and I love how different people interpret them. But when Whitney Houston did I Will Always Love You, the song that I sure. wrote that was just a simple, sweet, little heartfelt song, and she took it and made it so big and so beautiful. When I heard that, I couldn't believe that was my song. I thought... That's my song. That's my little song. But that's just become like a classic. So that's a great example of how people can take your songs and make them into whatever. It depends on how you arrange them and produce them and how you sing them. Now, I understand that your mom used to teach you songs that tell stories, like, uh, oh, like yeah. old-fashioned songs. Do you, do you remember any of the ones that your mom would sing with you? I remember all of them. I remember Mama used to sing all those old songs brought over from, from the old world. But Mama was a good singer, too, and she would just sing a cappella all the time. And so many of those songs were, were sad, and as I say, some of them just plumb pitiful. But I remember many songs. There was a song she used to sing called uh, Bury Me Beneath the Willow. It was about a girl that was going to get married, and her boyfriend left her at the altar or whatever. So she died, of course. She killed herself, I suppose. So there it says, uh, bury me beneath the willow, under the weeping willow tree, where he may know where I am sleeping, and perhaps he'll weep for me. So anyway, there's more to it, but anyway, it was about her thinking he, you know, he, today was our wedding day, but where, oh, where can he be? He's gone to seek him another bride. He cares no more for me. And then he goes, are you crying? Oh, bury me beneath the willow, under the weeping willow tree, where he may know where I am sleeping, and perhaps he'll weep for me. So I better hush for you cry yourself to death and we can't finish the show. Like a lot we... of Americans, I'm under a lot of stress right now, Dolly. And, uh, I know you're not really You got crying, under my tripwire right there, I'll tell you right there. That was pretty beautiful. Uh, we used to cry when Mama would sing, though. Mama would cry and we'd cry. And those old songs were just amazing, though. You know, isn't it but funny that sometimes there's nothing happier than a cry? Isn't that... Isn't that, yeah, I think yeah. that's that cleanses your soul. I think water's good to wash it out. Yep. It's what tears are for, I think. I, I, I'm sure a lot of people ask you what your first lyrics were, but I'm just curious, what are your latest lyrics? What are you writing now? 
Well, I haven't had a chance to write a whole lot lately because we've been really doing a lot of promotion. But I had written down, uh, I don't know if it meant that I was singing it to the world or to a person, but I just had this idea come to mind like, uh, uh, I love you uh, whether you like it or not, and I'm going to love you till I decide to stop. You can't tell me what to do. You can't make me not love you because I love you. And I can sing that to you. I love you. And you can't stop me. <laughs> I'm not going to try. I promise you that. Okay. Um, uh, you've been married. Let me, let me get right here. You've, you've been married to this man. There you go. Oh, yeah, I There's have. Carl Dean <laughs> right there. Okay. You said 54 years. You say, um, God speaks to me through Carl Dean. What do you mean? <laughs> How? How so? Well, I... I mean that we are so close, and I've often said that, but we're so in, you know, we're so in tune with each other. I'll be thinking about something that's worrying me or grieving me, and I'll pray about something, you know, kind of waiting for an answer, and he'll sometimes just up and just, just say something, and 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 it's just like, well, I didn't, I didn't say anything to you about that, but it just seems he'll say, now you don't need to be worrying about, you know, some so and so and so and so, or, you know, he just kind of. I don't know if he just senses how I'm feeling, but I have always said, you know, that, that God you know, speaks to me, you know, through him. But I guess that's what love is. I guess when you're in tune and you know somebody so well. But I have often said that, and people say that sounds freaky, but it's not like that. But I just know that uh, God talks to me in, in different ways, not in, you know, words or anything. But they come, my answers come at different times, but many times they come right through Carl. I think that's beautiful. I, I feel the same way about my wife, is that she's evidence to me. She's evidence that I should pay yeah. more attention to the way God talks. Because That's a good way to say it. He's evidence yeah, <laughs> to me, you know, that God's in there. But, he, you know, honestly, it's just been unusual through the years. He's very intuitive, too. I think he's kind of clairvoyant at times. So uh, whatever works, it's worked for 54 years, 56 together, and we have a good relationship. He's got a great sense of humor, and so we've, we've made it uh, really well. And that's his—it's my— well, actually, we got married again when we were married 50 years. So now he tells people that I'm his second wife. I said, don't say that. You know, I'm still the only one. So. <laughs> um, well, you got, you got a new album here, too. This is a holly dolly Christmas. There you go. I think everybody yep. needs some Christmas cheer this year. People are worried about what they're going to do with the holidays. Um, uh, it's the number one. Uh, song on Billboard's country and holiday charts. It's got Willie Nelson, Miley Cyrus, uh, Jimmy Fallon. You're breaking my heart here, Dolly. <laughs> I know, but he had asked me years ago if I would sing on his show one time, if I would sing uh, All I Want for Christmas is You, and I didn't know it, so I learned it, and I thought, well, I'm going to put it in the album, so I called him. I said, you still want to sing that song? You want to sing on it with me? So we did that. It was It's, it's a fun song. He did good. No, but no. I know you're a better you're a better singer. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, and you're you a better, better guest. Now? <laughs> Um, but I did have a lot of fun people on that. You know, had Billy Ray Cyrus and Molly and mm -hmm. uh, Willie and uh, uh, Michael Bublé. Mm -hmm. I wrote a song for us. So it's really got a, about six special uh, guests on it in addition to some traditional things and some new things that I'd written. So I'm proud of the album. Hey, everybody, we have to take a break. But we'll be right back with more Dolly Parton. Maybe she'll make me cry again.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, we're back with just superstar of every kind, Dolly Parton. In May, you released a song about the pandemic, which is called When Life is Good Again. What, what, so- what kind of song do you think the world needs right now in these in these? Well, times? I think they need... I think they need more of that kind kind of stuff. And I, I really felt led to write that. And I've written some other songs along those lines about the pandemic. And maybe, you know, I'm going to put something else out. I've got all this Christmas stuff and everything going now. But I do have some other things that I've written about about this, you know, this time going on. So I just really felt like I should write something. And that one, you know, has some really good lines. And I think everybody started looking at themselves a little deeper than they had before. Because when it says, when life is good again, I'll be a better friend, a better person when life is good again. And I'll open up my heart and let the whole world in when life is good again. And then we'll laugh and dance and sing with our friends and all that sort of thing. So it was just an uplifting thing that people wanted to know. It's going to be all right. And when life is good again, we'll get to do some more fun stuff. And I hope that we will, and I can't wait for this year to be over. Can you? <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> crazy, I was, crazy. As I've said, I want a fast-forward button. That would be nice. Can we just yeah. zip squeal to the end, please? Yeah. Now, um, everybody's got their favorite Dolly Parton songs. As you know, I got to sing mine with you, Butterfly. What are what are your, and this will be definitive, so I want you to give this some thought, Dolly Parton. What are your top three Dolly Parton songs? Well, my very favorite song uh, from a very personal level is The Coat of Many Colors. It's kind of a little signature song of mine. And it's more than just about the little coat. It's about my mom. It's about family. It's about uh, acceptance. It's about tolerance. And it even speaks to bullying, you know, kind of how the kids made fun of me at school. And it kind of, they even teach uh, out of it in some some of the grammar schools around uh, in Tennessee. And they use that little song about, you're not making fun of people, but it's okay to be different. We are who we are, and we need to accept and love each other. So that one, certainly I love because of my mom, and it's a true story, and I have treasured memories of that. So, and as far as a singer, uh, songwriter, you, all singers love to have a song that you can sing tender, and then you can go big if you want to. You can sing loud or show how much volume, you know, you have and how much range and all. So I would think that the I Will Always Love You song is really good for that because I can sing it little or I can sing it big. And uh, so uh, not just because uh, I wrote them, but that, that one is real special. But I like songs that I've recorded in albums that a lot of people have never heard. There's a song called Down From Dover, uh, and a lot of people love it. It's about a girl that um, got pregnant, this, and uh, her, she had to leave home and had to go out and live on a farm with an old lady and all that. And so back at the time when I put it out on a record, they wouldn't play it on the radio. Lord, now you can have a baby right on television. So it's like, it's all different. So I really love, you know, some of my songs like that that, that tell stories. 
And of course, Jolene is everybody's favorite, and I enjoy singing that one. But most of my songs that I love the best are songs that nobody's ever heard. So to talk about them, they wouldn't even know what I'm talking about. But I just enjoy a lot of the stories. That's why I'm a song teller. Well, Dolly, it's so lovely to see you again. Thanks so much for being here. See you later. Dolly Parton's Song Teller is available November 17th. It would make a great Christmas present. So would her Christmas album. Dolly Parton, yeah, everybody. Yeah, wraps up pretty. They're just the right size. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they go, there you go. One butt leg there. The money. Oh, my gosh. I there you go. The this has been The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. If you're enjoying The Late Show Poncho, leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 11.35, 10.35 Central on CBS and Paramount+. And for more exclusive Late Show content, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.